Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to Solo Cleaning School. I have shared so many times the power of our ripples, the work that we do, everything that we do is a seed. The things that we think, the things that we say, the things that we do. I truly believe that it will all come back to us, just like that ripple effect in the pond, where you toss a pebble in and you will ultimately get concentric rings of ripples that radiate outward until it hits the other side of the shore. Those ripples will happen. The bigger the rock, the bigger the ripples, or the way I like to think of it, the bigger the action, the bigger the result. So I prefer to work as a core value, to always go the extra mile, and to create positive ripples no matter what. I believe every conversation is a seed, and I'm going to share how in my own personal solo cleaning business, as I'm rebuilding this a second time, I want to share a few examples how that happened this week and over the past few weeks. Are you ready to throw some rocks into the pond and make some ripples? Let's go. Six months ago, I met Michelle at a new chamber member luncheon. I was one of the new chamber members. There was three of us. I got to share a bit about my business. While I was there, I met Michelle. Michelle is a local realtor at a smaller firm. I would not say it was a remarkable conversation. It was a normal conversation. Hi, I'm Ken Carfagno, run a cleaning company, new to the chamber, excited to be here to learn. What do you do? I'm Michelle. I'm an associate realtor at such and such agency here locally. Oh, awesome. How's the business going for you? Yeah. And back and forth. It's a connecting. And we had some mutual friends there. It wasn't anything extraordinary. It was just a normal conversation with good handshakes pre-corona and smiles and just a good feeling of a nice conversation that went well and a new friendship. And I took a business card of hers. She took a business card of mine. And after the conversation, when I had a few spare moments when I was sitting at the table, I wrote down some notes in the back of that card. Michelle, realtor at such and such, met this luncheon. Nothing spectacular, just a way for me to remember down the road. The rest of that luncheon, it was fun. We got to hear from our local county commissioners on what they're doing in the county. Now, this is prior to COVID. A lot of things have changed. And I did get a chance to share my company information as a new member. So I got to speak to the room, about 50 people in the room. I don't believe I said anything extraordinary that separated myself, which would have elevated me to Michelle. The meeting ended. I went back to work. And then the next day, I did do something extraordinary. I created a personal video follow-up for Michelle and a few other people that I had met at that luncheon. I used a simple Chrome extension called Vidyard. It's free. And I did a quick video message with my cleaning shirt on, a smile. Hi, Michelle. Met you at yesterday at the luncheon. It was great meeting you. 
I really enjoyed talking about fill in the blank. The whole message was about 45 seconds long and I had a smile as much as I could. And at the end I said, again, it was great meeting you. Hopefully we can connect sometime down the road. That's it. I sent that in an email and I got a response back from Michelle and she was very impressed. She said, thank you. And she was grateful. And then she said, I'm going to keep your information on file. I was thinking, great, in the spring when real estate gets big, maybe I'll get a call from her. And that's just one conversation that I consider a seed. And what I did with that seed is I treated it well. I watered it. I tended it. I made sure it got good sunlight by doing a personalized video. And nobody does that. Just that effort alone elevated me to Michelle to the point where she said, in her mind, I need to keep this guy in my listing for future cleaning jobs. If he's this professional through networking and sending follow-ups through video, imagine how much more excellence he has in his cleaning. So she remembered that and she kept me on file. Now, of course, Corona hit and real estate got wiped out. And I just forgot about that conversation. I never even had a chance to follow up with her. But this week, I got a call from Lon. Hey, Ken, this is Lon from such and such a real estate agency. You know, I have a friend named Michelle that I work with, and she highly recommended you. Now, I've got an estate that I'm helping one of my clients to sell, and I would love to get you in for an estimate to see if you can help us sell this property. Okay. Hold up right there. Check this out. I have never cleaned for Michelle, yet she highly recommended me. That right there is the power of making a strong professional impression. Again, my professional impression was so good, she knew my cleaning would be just as good. And that's what I mean by every conversation is a C. This is one example. The conversation at that meeting was nothing spectacular. It was a seed in the ground. I nurtured and cared for the seed, and the seed came up in the form of a call six months later, and I was highly recommended. That is amazing. I believe the power of that video follow-up was really strong. I thanked Lon for the phone call, and I told him to let Michelle know that I was grateful that she remembered me. And then I spoke with Lon, we went back and forth, I figured out what his client needed, I got the phone number and I called the client and I worked out a price ballpark to do the home. They agreed, they hired me at the site of the job before I started cleaning, I worked up a final price within the ballpark that I had already told them and called the client and shared my price of $450, of which he accepted, and I did the work. Received payment, and I never even met Lon. It's incredible, the power of those ripples. $500 after six months of a single seed sown into the ground. Now Lon was very impressed with the work, and so was the client, because I had also taken some pictures, which I had sent to both, which they both really enjoyed to see the status directly. And then Lon said, I'd love you to come in next week and just come in so I can meet you in person and I bring some cards with you so I can hand them out to other clients. I said, excellent, I will definitely be in. 
So there's the first example of something that happened this week of how every conversation is a seed. There is another takeaway that I want to share from this job for Lon. Now, you have heard me talk about cleaning jobs mostly as recurring cleaning, meaning you go in and you clean the house every two weeks, every four weeks, an office every week, every two weeks. Everyone has a different frequency for how often they want their home or office cleaned, but nevertheless, it's under the category of recurring cleaning. I love recurring cleaning because they're on the schedule for as long as they want to keep you. And if you do a great job and have tremendous trust, they will keep you a long time. I highly recommend you fill your calendar with at least 80% of your total revenue is recurring jobs. But don't miss out on a very, very significant and profitable part of your business called one-time jobs. There are so many things you can do. I've done them all. There's post-construction, there's move-in, move-out, there's apartment turnovers, there's real estate presentation cleaning, there's window cleaning, there's carpets and tile and grout and all kinds of stuff you can do. You just have to pick the things you would like. Don't pick them all, just pick a few. For me, I chose window cleaning, real estate cleaning, and apartment cleaning. And I've done other stuff as well because I've done so many things I can still do them. But if you're starting out new, initializer, stabilizer, and the ISO model, just grab one or two things and get good at them. There are additional services you can offer. Add-ons are always a great thing. Now back to this particular job for Lun, $450, that's a one-time job. And what I love about these is that they're very profitable. Once you get a system down and you're really efficient in my first business, I was cleaning some of these jobs for upwards of $100 to $120 per hour. It was awesome. That was sometimes double what I would get in recurring. Now, I'm a stabilizer in my new business, so I averaged about $60 per hour doing this job for $450. So you can see that it took me about seven and a half hours, roughly, to get this job done. Now, when I'm an optimizer again here very soon, I'll be able to get this exact same job for probably about seven to $800. So it's a big difference. The better you get the ISO model down and the more demand you can create, the more scarcity you can create, the higher you can charge, yay, and then you get faster and the money gets better and better. The other amazing pro of the one-time job is during something like a pandemic, COVID-19, or recessions, things are down, one-time jobs, they're not predictable, except maybe real estate, apartment turnovers. You know people are going to move in and out of houses and sell houses. So you can get some recurring basis, but they're not precise. You can't count on them. So I just treat them all as one-time extra work. I'll take them as they come. But now during this pandemic, I received about four or five of these one-time jobs at three to $500 a pop. And that had a profound effect in buffering the lost income from my recurring work. Because I had mentioned I had lost four out of six houses. One of my offices dropped off too. So this really helped to get an extra $500. Really does. So consider that as you're growing your company. Don't say no to one-time work. Don't say no to recurring work. Do them all. Oh, and by the way, here's another pro, is I built my whole first solo cleaning business off of this one-time apartment and mostly real estate presentation cleaning. 
And because I did excellent work, it led me from one-time job to one-time job. I got referrals. I didn't have to do marketing for them. Hey, you come highly recommended. That's exactly what always would happen. The more highly recommended I came, the more I could charge. And it also led to recurring work. Hey, you did such a great job helping me move into my house. The house looks great. Do you clean every two weeks also? So yes, there's those type of opportunities that come up and I built my whole first business on this. Now the con of doing it that way is that the one-time jobs typically are spread all over your region. And so if you're building one-time jobs to a recurring schedule, you may end up with recurring jobs all over your region, which is what my first business was. And I had to do some calendar Tetris to make it all work. In my second business, I am optimizing into a couple zip codes. So that's really smart. I do have some more examples of every conversation as a seed. Enter Mike and Drew. Here's two more examples. So Mike is a fellow member of the MCBA networking group that I'm a part of. And he was a conversation and a handshake in an early meeting. And we've connected. Since then, I've added him to my email newsletter list. And I've been sending weekly emails on the nine mistakes in disinfecting, of course. So he's been receiving those. And I got a call from Mike. And he said, wow, Ken, I just wanted to see if you could come over for a cleaning estimate. I've been getting your emails and I'm really impressed. You seem to know your stuff. I'd love to get you over here. Well, that call turned into an estimate, which I booked in two weeks. So we'll see how that goes. But that's just an example of keeping me top of mind by doing the email. But that's a way that I'm nurturing the seed. It was a conversation. At one point, when I felt comfortable, I asked if he would want to be on my newsletter list to get cleaning tips. He said yes. And then I would serve him by sending out emails every week. And he's reading them. Not everyone reads them, but the ones that do, hopefully they get something from it. I don't sell anything on the emails. I just send information to help. And I share that on the Top of Mind episode, which I have linked in the show notes. The next example is the veterinary hospital that I mapped out a few weeks ago. It was two years ago when my mother-in-law referred me to this veterinary hospital as we were moving into the Philadelphia area. I had a conversation with the doctors and they were very impressed with me. I sent them some proposals they accepted and I got to start working there every single week for two years now. And every single week is a ripple. Every single week in what I do, in what I say, and what I think, those are all ripples and they absolutely help me to nurture the seed. And when they were ready to expand and they would like to possibly hire me for more work, I didn't jump on it and say, okay, it's going to be this much more money. I served and made a map and went above and beyond what they would expect, went the extra mile, and they were so grateful. My trust went up to them and they said, we'd love to keep you on and bring you on board with our growth. I did a map that led to literally my monthly cleaning service and scope nearly doubling from where I started. This is exciting, really exciting. And that's from nurturing that seed. It really is. And then the next thing they wanted to know was, well, can we transition the scope increase over the next three to four months? I said, absolutely. I will work up a new map. And I did. I delivered a new map to them with a plan, a transition plan, month one, two, three, to work our way up to the price they agreed, that doubled price. Again, grateful 
They had more trust. They said, awesome, we like it. Just send us a simple email before I send the invoice asking what they would like me to add for that upcoming month. So as you can see, it's been a really great week. Now, there's one other lesson I would like to share, and it definitely comes back to the title, Every Conversation is a Seed. There's another office I do in the same town as the veterinary hospital. I've talked about them before, but the difference between them and the vet hospital is that when COVID hit, the vet was deemed essential and stayed open. This office was not allowed to stay open. Their employees had to leave. They went home. They worked remotely. I'm sure many were on unemployment. And the company did their best to stay afloat, and that's really difficult. I knew that their budget was tight. I really knew. And so it was a question mark. Were they going to keep me on and continue to pay me for cleaning? Because cleaning really wasn't a need anymore. It would become a want. And could they justify keeping the cleaner? Well, I wanted to make sure that they could. Here's what I did. After the first visit, when the employees had all cleared out to go home, I went through the office for over an hour and I made a wish list of all of the detailed, deep cleaning items I would like to do because they don't get done that often. When I started cleaning the office, these things were not clean because I wasn't getting on a ladder and going up 18 feet in the air and cleaning rafters, beams, and vacuuming overhead vents from air conditioning ducts that were 20 feet in the air. That wasn't part of my regular cleaning. And there was a lot of furniture that was really dirty when you pull it out and behind it and underneath it. There were so many little things, tile and grout in the entryway, windows. I compiled a wish list of 25 deep cleaning items that I would love to do for this client. And I presented it to the business owner and to the office manager. And I proposed that they can obviously let me go if they don't need me. But I would really like the opportunity to stay on and work on these 25 items while your employees are home. That way, when they return, this office will look amazing. It'll be the cleanest it's ever been, and it'll be completely disinfected and safe. I shared the list with them, and they loved it and said, let's do it. They agreed to a temporary deep cleaning system instead of the regular weekly. Now, the way that we manage this is I continued to upkeep the break rooms and bathrooms and empty trash because there were a few people that would come in. So just in case, we wanted to make sure the office presented well for anyone that did come in. But with the rest of the time, it was all in on deep cleaning. The ladder work, the windows, cleaning all the desks and pulling out furniture and vacuuming places that have never been vacuumed. And here's what I did that I've never thought of before, I've never done it before. I took before and after pictures, before and after videos of each visit. I was able to post some of those videos on my Facebook page for cleaning, which helped to get likes and people to attract to my page more, so that was cool, but I really used it so I could have something to send to the owner and the office manager. After each visit, on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, I would send an email to both of them, That was, hey, here's what I did this past week. I knocked off these three of the 25. Here's some pictures before and after. Boy, it was super dirty, but it felt great to be done. Thank you again for letting me do this. And they would respond back with complete amazement and thankfulness. And each time I did that, I built trust. And every single email each week 
literally became the way that I was fighting to keep money coming in. Now, was I doing things unnecessarily to cost that business money and to not serve them? No. This work needed to get done. And both myself as the company and them as the client, they saw the value in using COVID-19 downtime, empty office time, which may never happen again, to completely give their business a facelift from the way that it's cleaned and they totally bought in. And so my responsibility was to let them know how their investment's going. They're not just paying me just to show up and do basic stuff to keep people happy while they're working there every day. They want to see that I'm doing some real great work here. So I proved it every week and I fought every week to keep my job. I've never had to do that before, but it was an eye-opener. It shows me that giving pictures via email to your clients as you're cleaning or directly after you're cleaning, it speaks volumes of the work you're doing and it shows that you care and it's also great resources for you to be able to post to a Facebook or your website as examples of your cleaning because I tell you, the power of a before and after video will amplify anything you can possibly do with words, right? A picture or a video is literally a thousand words. So I'm gonna end here with this statement. I told you I have never had to work this hard in my 15 years to keep a job. And there's a quote, I believe it comes from Hippocrates. And he said something like this, desperate times call for desperate measures. Now, am I desperate? No, but let's look at it this way. We are in desperate times with COVID-19. There's a lot of people struggling with finances. I just don't wanna be one of them. And as best as I can, whatever I can possibly do to raise my level of service, to help my community, to help my clients. I know that it comes back to me. And to close with one final example, trying to sneak this in here of every conversation as a seed, I mentioned Mike, here's the other one, Drew. Drew was referred to me, read my email. Actually, his wife saw my emails and the videos I was making, and she made this statement. This guy knows a lot about cleaning. Can we get him to clean our new office? Now, when I went to do the estimate, I really thought I was definitely getting the job. But they chose someone else. I found out this week. So you go back to my blueberry pie episode to see that not every single pie is for everybody. I thought for sure that this particular pie that I made was the right fit for Drew. And it wasn't. No worries. I wish the new company well. I said, awesome. Let me know if I can help in any way. And I sincerely meant that. And Drew took me up on the offer. Here's what he did. He wanted to make sure in his brand new office he was using a solid disinfecting chemical. And he knows I'm an expert at cleaning and disinfecting. He did not ask his own cleaning service that he hired, just hired. He asked me, the local expert. And instead of me saying what I could have said if I didn't have the values that I do, I could have said, well, Drew, you didn't hire me. Ask your own cleaning service what they think. I did not do that at all, of course. It's all about those ripples. Because I believe to be an educator first and then a cleaner. So I want to educate my community. And in this case, I want to make sure that people that are coming to work for him are safe and they have a good solid disinfecting protocol for their office. I know his new cleaning service can handle the protocol once they have it implemented. But he just wanted to get a good solid product. They're hard to find. And he didn't want the product to damage any of his brand new surfaces. So I recommended the one that I've been using because it's neutral pH. It's got a very broad spectrum of killing pathogens across the full 
the full range of viruses and bacteria and I told him how to get it, how much it was, where to buy it from. Sure enough, he bought it. He thanked me for helping him. And then a few days later after he received it, he said, Ken, thanks for the recommendation. I just got the disinfectant in. I have a few more questions on the dilution level to make sure I'm doing it right and how to make sure I apply it correctly. So I answered some more questions and off I go. And I noticed something. Even after he said no to hiring me for cleaning his office, he's still asking me questions and he's still opening my weekly emails. So that's really cool. I'm finding a way to serve him regardless if he chose to hire me. It's not about the dollar bill, whether they hire me or not. It's whether I'm providing a valuable service for my fellow man, for the members of my community. Am I being helpful? Am I serving? And if you do the little details like this well and properly serve, those are all the ripples that I'm talking about. And you will be able to treat every conversation as a seed that you're nurturing for a future tree. All right, well, that wraps up today's episode. Every conversation is a seed. And I really do hope that the plane really landed here and that this is an episode that you really take to heart. This is all mindset. It's all the way that you serve other people. This is a business to make money, yes, But businesses are made up of people. You have to learn that service to your fellow man is how businesses are grown. Have an awesome week. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.